This is Finance, and with me, Jane Klein, is Barry Preston. And Barry, time for our market snapshot. much after that great music. Comments made during our program are for general discussion. You must always seek your own financial advice and a product disclosure statement should be obtained and considered before obtaining a financial product. Staff associated with Pritchard and Partners or BBY Stockbrokers Limited may hold or trade shares in companies mentioned on this program. Pritchard's Financial Services Licence 246712BBY238095. Henry, market trend is down. In, a, in your newsletter, I noticed that uh, there's a sort of a momentum driven by computers. Uh, in other words, uh, they seem to overshoot sometimes and then they shoot up. We do see um, some exaggerated moves in these uh, new computer-driven times with uh, with the, the hedge funds, which we've discussed previously, these guys that sort of scour the world looking for trading opportunities uh, very much in the ascendancy. They do tend to uh, all jump on the same trade at the same time. At the moment, we're watching uh, Japan um, go into a sort of a bit of a meltdown at the moment. The index is currently down nearly 800 points, which is nearly wow. 6%. Has been down over that, has been down 7 or 8%. Um, this is having run up 45% this year. It's now dropped 20% in a matter of about a week or so. So uh, it's been pretty volatile, and everyone seems to be jumping on the sell Japan trade at the moment. Oh, dear, oh dear. Resource stocks, one would have thought that as the Australian dollar goes down, it would be better for exports. In other words, our exports become cheaper, but it doesn't seem to be that. It's certainly not looking like it at the moment. We've got BHP down nearly 3% this morning. Um, resource stocks very much under the uh, under the shadow, I guess, at the moment of the uh, the Chinese kind of slowdown. And every number that comes out of China is sort of suggesting that uh, you know things aren't going too flash there. They are our biggest trading partner, and they do take the bulk of our um, our big commodities like iron ore and coal. So um, any slowdown there does have an effect. And at the moment, the lower Aussie dollar isn't really um, counterbalancing the lower commodity prices and the slowdown in China. You did mention to me that that crystal ball you had on your desk had a flat bottom and it didn't fall off and break. So I'm going to ask you some crystal ball gazing. Where do you see the All Ordinaries Index over the next two months? It's a guess, I know. Uh, Well, here we are at 46.75. I think we will touch 4,600, may even go a tad below it before we try and rally. Um, But I think the summer uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, which is our winter, is going to be long. And as Richard III said, now is the winter of our discontent. (laughs) Good news. Well done to a new listing. (laughs) Virtus Health. What happened? What's this all about? Uh, Virtus Health, uh, which is uh, stock code is VRT, um, is a um, is a healthcare company that specialises in uh, IVF uh, treatment. So uh, it's done quite well. It's obviously kind of a, a niche space, I guess, but but healthcare and, and certainly this sort of industry does seem to be somewhat immune to uh, immune to uh, the uh, the vagaries of the uh, economy. At the moment, the stock's uh, currently trading around six twenty five. Um, I think the uh, issue. Price Price was around uh, 5.68, so they've done pretty well, which is uh, which is kind of rare because we haven't seen too many bigish IPOs for some time, and we certainly haven't seen any IPOs that have gone uh, positive in the first few days. The Australian Stock Exchange, or Securities Exchange as it's called, ASX, is itself seeking to raise some $553 million, two for 19, at $30, which is a 16% discount at the time they announced it. Well, they are replacing their uh, debt with uh, equity, and they're raising, as you say, $500 uh, billion dollars 
from uh, equity shareholders. There is a thought that um, you know if you get rid of the debt, it makes it more attractive for somebody to come in from overseas and and, and uh, have a little look at you. And there's also a thought that maybe by uh, replacing that debt, they are clearing the benches again for another sort of uh, potential tie-up with the Singapore exchange, which may or may not get the nod under a new Liberal government. So, um, you know, it, it, there's, there's kind of a little bit of corporate uh, interest now starting to emerge again for ASX. We don't hear much about Norway uh, purchasing into Australian stocks, but Statoil, Norway's Statoil, um, appears that it may be wanting to take a stake in Australian shale gas explorer in the Northern Territory. Well, we've certainly had a lot of focus in the last few uh, few weeks, I guess, from uh, some of these overseas guys telling everyone how much shale gas there is in Australia. Um, we do know there is a lot. We know there's actually a lot elsewhere as well. We've talked about this before in the UK. Um, so um, it's interesting to see some of the uh, overseas players now starting to put their money where their mouth is. They do tend to dip their toe in the water to begin with and get a sort of a lie of the land before they go um, pretty gung-ho. But uh, it's certainly a positive sign. Uh, for a sector that has been a little bit uh, unloved recently, as has the whole market, I guess. This is Finance on 2NURFM and Barry Preston, Market Snapshot with Henry Jennings. Interesting. The UK wages have fallen in real terms more than ever before. They have. I mean, the UK is obviously, uh, their economy is under some pressure still, and their uh, their wages have been going backwards, I guess. You know, from uh, anecdotally, when you go over there and you see the uh, the amount of immigration they've had from uh, Eastern Europe and the amount of, uh, of wages these guys um, ask for, um, it's hardly surprising to see that the main sort of... Um, Employ well, I mean the wage, the wage sort of price uh, pressure is on the downside because uh, these guys are pretty cheap. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. The euro. Now, mm. this, this is interesting. It, it apparently is being challenged in Germany's constitutional court. Something to do with the rule against the action. Um, in other words, what's been happening over there? They're challenging it in the courts. Now, this yes. is, I don't understand what's happening with it. Well, some time ago, the uh, the ECB, which is the central bank uh, under Mario Draghi, said that they would do whatever it takes to uh, basically prop up the euro and use that money uh, from member countries to uh, to buy bonds in the market if, if things got bad. Um, the German court, well, it's been taken to uh, the German courts that it is actually unconstitutional for uh, for German uh, taxpayers to effectively prop up uh, states that are in uh, serious financial trouble. So it remains to be seen what happens with this one, but it's certainly um, certainly people are starting to focus on a little bit more, especially as, remember that Angela Merkel is uh, due up for re-election in September. So uh, she has to play for both a domestic and an um, overseas uh, audience as well. Seems that the more educated we become, the more challenging situations mm. we get ourselves into. <laughs> okay, now the summer in uh, the European area, or the Northern Hemisphere, may bring out the worst or the best in the financial outcome in the Europe- European countries, especially it's also not good. There's apparently a lot of floods in the German area over there. There has been some uh, some quite serious floods. I think the worst since uh, sort of the uh, the early 2000s. So um, they're tipping that it's going to cost billions. And of course, remember that Germany is kind of the powerhouse and the banker to Europe. So any sort of slowdown in the German economy because of a weather event would have uh, quite an impact on European growth. And we've already seen today the World Bank come out and uh, and say that global growth is going to uh, be worse than they thought, primarily because of Europe and uh, a slowing. Asia as well. B 
BHP looks like it might pump half a billion dollars into its Canadian potash uh, mm. project that it uh, recently purchased for many billions of dollars. Now, uh, would one say a more friendly business environment in Canada and why they're doing more over there than not here? Um, I think uh, that's probably fair to say at the moment. We certainly do seem to have quite a, a caustic uh, kind of environment, uh, both uh, business and politically at the moment, uh, with the, uh, the current wranglings in Canberra. There's an awful lot of red tape in Australia. I'm not an expert on Canada, but um, certainly it's, it's a tick in the right box for uh, for Canada. And, and potash projects and fertiliser kind of uh, projects along the lines of phosphate are pretty much in demand. You have to feed the world. Um, and uh, I was recently looking at a little one in Brazil as well, which uh, looks quite interesting, a phosphate uh, uh, mine there, which has got good potential. But uh, certainly food is emerging as one of the, uh, I guess, the growth areas in the uh, in the world's economy. Something we can't do without. Henry, on behalf exactly. of 2NURFM, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure, See man. you next week. Keep safe. Cheers. Thanks. Henry Jennings and our market snapshot on your radio, on your computer and on your smartphone to a new RFM. 22 to 1, this is Finance, Barry Preston. And we're very pleased to have a Sydney-based guest today, Jennifer Hewitt, a National Affairs Columnist for the Australian Financial Review with a daily column on page 2 and a former National Affairs Correspondent for the Australian and US Correspondent for the Sydney Morning Herald covering business and politics for more than three decades and a regular commentator on TV and radio, Jennifer. Many Hi, Barry. S- how are you? Good, thank you. Great. Many say that there are no more cuts as far as uh, the interest rates, and others say that there will be more cuts. It seems that it's taking a long time for these effects, that have been, the cuts that have been made, to come through. What's your thoughts? Well, I think there's probably um, at least one more cut uh, on the way, and that's because, you know, the economy is growing below trend, uh, and uh, I, I don't think that the RBA's hopes that... Uh, things would pick up uh, in the non-mining parts of the economy uh, happening fast enough. Well, what about the big banks? We've heard that they may beat the RBA and cut rates on their own accord because there doesn't seem much demand for loans and we hear about uh, companies on the stock exchange raising money to pay debt back. So possibility that they may cut rates without the RBA? Well, yes, they may. I mean, really, it's a, it's a question of the, the cost of their um, of their funding that, that determines whether or not they'll they'll cut rates. Um, but at the moment, it is true that uh, that there is not much demand for credit at all. And of course, don't forget, you've got the difference between you know the, the interest rates for for mortgage owners and the interest rates for small business, which have been much higher. And also, of course, people that are retired, their rates are coming down. There's a, there's a there's a pull and a push there, isn't there? <laughs> yes, there really is. Yes. Look, we read and we hear about all this red tape. It seems to be a parasite uh, on business growth. So many people in power have made promises to cut the red tape, yet it seems to be a growth industry. More red tape comes through. Well, that's right. Everybody comes to uh, to government, of course, promising to cut red tape. And, uh, and certainly the Labor government came to a government promising to do that and to get rid of every every uh, you know a, a, a bit of regulation for every new regulation they introduced things like that and and unfortunately that doesn't didn't happen I know that'll be one of the big um, promises of the uh, if the Abbott government gets if the Abbott uh, coalition gets uh, into power uh, that they'll do the same thing so we'll just have to wait and see <laughs> we'll have to wait to see of course look small business is a large employer would it not be a national benefit to focus on making uh, business operations less complex and less onerous I mean it must help the economy 
Oh, I think there's no doubt about that. I mean, and I do think the small business is is, is really uh, feeling very uh, neglected at the moment and, and, and stifled by red tape uh, and, you know, the, the difficulty, they say, the difficulty in hiring people is because it's very, very hard to hire people if they don't work out. So I do think that they'll be demanding a lot more flexibility, but uh, they'll be, I think they're looking forward to the prospect of an Abbott government to do something more, but I don't think they'll get what they want in terms of industrial relations. Mm. Some win, some lose in the Australian dollar. The recent drop, uh, do you see much more benefit overall to the economy in the drop in the dollar? Well, of course, the drop in the dollar um, means uh, that for many companies who are trying to you know, compete uh, and, and sell their, their goods offshore, I mean, that's clearly a, a big advantage, um, uh, but uh, and, and, and I think in, in the end, people would say that's probably a, a better thing. But a precipitous drop, you know, can create all sorts of problems in the economy as well. And don't forget, it will mean that inflation will go up um, because, you know, we, we've been used to having very low inflation on the cost, because of the dollar, really, on the cost of imported goods. Mm, which in turn could uh, stop the RBA cutting. But then if that's right. that will have to roll out. Now... Some say that the budget, more deficit, in other words, more borrowings. Others argue, get the budget into a surplus. Uh, under the present circumstances, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't think there's any prospect of the budget returning to surplus um, uh, quickly at all uh, under either government. Uh, but even with the, with the uh, Liberal Party's best intentions and Joe Hockey's best intentions, I think we're in a difficult position, um, both in terms of revenue going forward and uh, in terms of spending. So they'll be cutting spending, but... The revenue is going to be the issue. Interesting, isn't it? Now, look, um, developing a country's infrastructure has huge benefits, some short-term with the employment, of course, but long-term very beneficial. Looking at the low interest rates that we have in the world at the moment, would it not be beneficial for us to borrow long-term for infrastructure, sort of roads, rails, dams, providing the debt can be serviced? I mean, we seem to be short-term each time we have a new uh, political leader or whatever. Well, I think that is a big issue, Barry, and it's one of those big questions that I think we should look at very seriously as a country. I mean, people say, oh, the government will just waste money and it won't work particularly well. Um, but, but obviously, in terms of an economic efficiency plan, I think that that would be a very, that has very big attraction. And this is Finance on 2NURFM, 14 to 1. Barry Preston, our special guest, is Jennifer Hewitt. Certainly is a National Affairs columnist for the Australian Financial Review covering business and politics. Jennifer, the consumer price index figures. Now, to me, these seem challenging to convince the general public that the consumer price rises have been very low over a number of years when costs keep escalating. Well, that's the point about the dollar, Barry. I mean, the fact is that when you're actually buying things from overseas because of the high dollar, the inflation there has been pretty low. But inflation and things like utilities and all your gas bills and things like that that aren't traded are a lot more expensive. So are the figures accurate, do you think? Oh, I think they're accurate, yes. I mean, I, I don't think there's much doubt that they're accurate. I, I just think that people get confused because the overall inflation rate looks much lower because of the strength of the dollar. That will change when the dollar goes down. What about the unemployment figures? Much media coverage on job losses, yet we see statistics that indicate many jobs. I think in April I saw 50,000 jobs created. If figures are accurate, why don't those employing people get publicity to at least boost confidence? Well, the, the unemployment rate's about 5.5%. The figures just came out this morning. Um, and you do get some publicity, but clearly if people lose their job, particularly if it's a big factory, you know, you tend to, you actually tend to get a lot more publicity, you know, naturally. People are upset where it's, it's of course, more, more small business where people are being employed in ones and twos that tend, tend to, um, in the end, make the difference in the job, job figures. 
Interesting statistics, though, aren't they, with the CPI and the uh, unemployment? Yes, they are. <laughs> Jennifer, on behalf of everyone at 2NURFM, thank you very much indeed for your excellent commentary. Keep safe. Thank you very much, Barry. Bye. Bye-bye. This is Finance on 2NURFM.